So interesting story that happened today. Somebody, an acquaintance that I hadn't talked to probably in five years or used to work with at a restaurant in one time, uh, hits me up on Facebook and asks me if, hey, uh, am I practicing law or, you know, can I help her out? She's facing some personal troubles. And I started to be curious about what kind of troubles. Now, normally when someone seeks me out for help, you know, the first thing I'm thinking is I want them to pay me for my services. <clears throat> Anything that I do legally for anyone, I'm going to charge for. I don't care, friend, family, foe, doesn't matter what it is. So this, an acquaintance started talking to me and they started telling me about what had happened, what they did, how it came about. And it dawned on me like some things of and habits, the things that I used to do in, in my interactions with daily people. Now, I've been one of those kind of people before where I would dominate conversations. I would be talking about something and never break much or give them room for a discussion. Or I would over try to talk somebody. But today was interesting because this person is a victim of their own circumstances. They take very little ownership, but they have a lot of wisdom. They don't own their story. They don't own their actions. They say they do, but they're in the same place as they were years ago. So they were telling me, oh, I've got to get a new ID. I got to, <clears throat> I've got to do so much, you know, whatever and what have you. And I was just like, you sound like you're, you're a mess, basically. And I was telling them and asking them questions at the same time. I actually spent more time listening than talking. And come to find out, this person has a mental disability to an extent. And I'm not going to mention what in protection of their, their person but it's interesting because so many people suffer through these kinds of circumstances and don't know how to fix their situation. They don't know how or what to do, but they have the information. Like if you start to give them answers, this person would automatically retort and say, well, I know that I did all that, blah, 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 blah. It is what it is. And I called them out on their shit right away. I'm like, sounds like you do not want to hear what anyone has to say, including me. And it sounds like you're a diversionary personality. You divert the actual responsibility of your actions and your choices because they were blaming, oh, well, my mom did this to me and all this in the past. And, uh, and I'm like, your past is over with where you are present is where it's important. How you make your choices now and tomorrow are going to matter. You only have a limited time here in this world. We don't know when, we don't know how or how long. We just know that we got to do our best. So I told my acquaintance, I said, I do a little bit of life coaching, but let me help you out with a little bit of information. I told him how to, you know, there's affordable attorneys that would be able to willing to take her case locally. 
speaking for myself, I didn't want to take the case. Didn't want anything to do with it. And didn't want to, it's just time that I did not want to spend on someone who can't, has no income, no, no, nothing. And I can't work for free. Sorry, my student loans are astronomically high, like so many other people. And that's the great thing about when you work in the legal field, whether it be an attorney, paralegal, legal secretary, independent document um, processor, so on and so forth. All these skills that you learn, you pay to gain. And you have to volunteer at times. And one of the most important things that I tell anyone is if you paid so much to become a professional, whatever, and legal, make sure that you work it. And it doesn't mean go and take advantage of people, but people will want to take advantage of you and your expertise. Just like a mechanic, for example, everyone always needs a mechanic at some point, just like a doctor, lawyer, doesn't matter, dentist. There's just certain professions that people always need or there's always a high demand for. But what do you exchange for that? You know, people were nice to you at some point. You were kind to them. And of course, that little thought in your head like, well, maybe because I know him, he'll hook me up. But my theory is no one gets a hookup unless you've hooked other people up without them asking. In other words, giving before expecting in a return. I've helped many different people out in many different things. And sometimes I've helped people out who've never even asked for a dime or asked for anything. I remember giving a good friend of mine my last $5 to help him get started with his business. Now, it may not seem like $5 is a whole lot, but at the time I didn't have any extra cash and payday was days away. But the point was, is that I believed in my friend's cause and believe it or not, he's doing very well for himself in business. So getting back to the, the point, so I don't expect anything, but this person was looking to kind of take advantage of the circumstances and the profession that I work, that I work in and work with. So I told him, Hey, I'll get you a referral someone who can be probably manage you, your case or whatever your needs are a little bit better than probably I could. And I was being respectful at that. But as I was listening, I was just flashing back to so many moments where I'd interrupt people, what they were saying, even though I was making a valid point or they were making a valid point, I interrupted to make my point. It was like a kind of an anxiety like I felt like it was something that had to come out and let me stop them. Let me add to their point or let me counter them or, or whatever. But it really got me thinking, you know, after a period of time, how much time did I spend listening? And that's what basically we're here to talk about. If we're spending more time conversing and interrupting people, what are we really learning? I've found the beautiful thing of listening to people as a strong asset. Everyone has an assumptions. Everyone has ideas about how things work. But I think the very wealthy and successful people nowadays spend more time listening, more time observing, 
and watching the folly in most people in their endeavors. You know, a lot of times people are afraid to make choices in, you know, in new adventures, new jobs, new companies. But where does that end? Where does the courage come forward to say, fuck it, I'm just going to go for it and do this. I've read about and seen so many successful people come from total obscurities, total just being poor. What I learned about all these successful people, the sacrifice was worth the grind. The gold, the reward, and what they're doing is so much more valuable. You got to really, my good friend Matt would say, you got to fall in love with the process more than you got to fall in love with the gold. And I have to strongly agree with him. So I've been working on my own progress, my own self-development. It's probably the reason why I don't podcast as much as I would like to. Because I feel like if I'm going to say something, let it be important enough. Something that people can either reciprocate or identify with. That's what you all are doing now by listening to my station. Sometimes I'll get eight listeners, 10 listeners, 25, sometimes even 1700. But the point is, is like making your words and your actions count every single day. And if you've got one of those, I'll just call them a babble, babble personalities where they're just going to interrupt you. Do not waste your time in conversing with them. You know, several times in the conversation with the acquaintance today, I had to ask them, how is that relevant? They give me side little notes. How is that relevant? And a lot of times their side points didn't mean a thing. It was diversionary because they didn't want to describe or hear any advice or courses of action, what they should be doing. And that's a big word I hate using, should. Because it's the absence of the possibility of of done. If you ask me, how many times have you done that? Maybe when you're a kid and you're like, your mom and dad are telling you, yeah, 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 I know, I know. And then you go and do something and it's fucked up even after they warned you and told you don't do this. You went ahead and did it. And you suffer the consequence and you're like, damn, I feel stupid. I've done that many times. But how many times have you been really open to opportunities? How many people have you know that talk themselves? Like, for example, my acquaintance today said, I want to work in the music industry. I don't want to wait tables no more. I'm like, that's great. I have no car. And I'm just like, well, how are you investing your time? into that industry. You want to work with music. That's awesome. What skills do you bring to work with music or work in the music industry? And they really couldn't say, but they said, well, I'm a good people person. Okay. So do you want to be someone in the background or a pr- actual producer or um, an artist, uh, a singer, a, a musician Then I don't know. I just want to work with music. So right there, I heard a lot of confusion without no particular plot point that you can make for a goal or a destination. How do you expect to get there? So I gave her this analogy. How do you expect to build a home 
in rainy weather and wet ground where it's all muddy and you haven't even plotted out how you're going to figure out your foundation. Sounds like you're going to build a hut that's going to fall in the, in the mud and you're going to be in the mud as well. So we all, all have to understand that if we're going to build a house of success, our lives of wealth, what are your foundations? What are your moral values? What are your core values in business? And how do you take your attitude to always being open for interpretation and open for opportunity, even through adversity? Not a lot of us can do that. We'll talk ourselves out like, We'll have those little inner voices. Oh, I'm too old to do this. I don't have the money. Don't have transportation. I don't have this and that. Always an excuse. But what no one, none of these people realize is if they would take five minutes to say, okay, I've got two hands, two feet, one head, and mine. What can I do with all of it with what I don't have already? Believe it or not, you have a lot. I mean, just being able to speak English can be a skill. You know, it can be a very valuable skill. So we got to understand the values of the things that we already have so that when we make progress to the things that we want, we knew where it came from. So I asked my acquaintance, how much time are you spending on the musical career? Well, I want to move to the Bay Area and I'm getting some Medi-Cal and all this and that. And I'm like, but that's not yours. I mean, that's to help, you know? And I, I didn't want to judge her, but I wanted to tell her, like, I think you just need to ground yourself out and complete little things that make these bigger things and these dreams and hopes a reality. If you don't spend at least five to six hours a day on your dream, how do you expect to get there? doesn't matter what you don't have. Maybe you might be living with your parents. Maybe it might not be the ideal situation. Let it be your motivation. Even through the thickest of obstacles is the greatest joy and goal that you probably could receive. You just have to be willing to go out there and take it. Yes, I mean take it. You got to go hunt for it. You got to make sure it's a passion that you have to survive off of. That's how a lot of these big stars have made it. Yes, they've gotten help along the way. Yes, they've had influence. Yes, they've paid a heavy price. But I think they all have in common is they came from somewhere that they didn't have and they made their dreams, dreams to be. If you have one of those personalities that constantly just talks and shows very little, call them out on it. Call them how relevant is your conversation or what you're saying. A lot of times they get caught up, they get defensive, they get angry, they either shut up, they walk away, or they want to fight. But I'm going to bet more than likely, eventually they'll shut up. Because the people that do spend less time talking than the people that want. That's what I figured out. I've, I've been starting to turn my life around from turning to want, to do, to have. I'm not looking to have the biggest, most luxurious home, looking to have a great home with great stability, good bones, and that where me and a partner can build a strong life together regardless. I want a nice car. And you know what? I have a nice car. 
I want beautiful, upstanding children. I have some amazing children already. I have three beautiful girls. So the things that I've always wanted, I already have. But doesn't mean that you don't have to work for it. You do have to challenge yourself. I was listening to Brad Lee today on Instagram, and he was talking about fuck being balanced. I think he was kind of missing the point. There is a balance between good and evil, hard and easy, and it's always there. Sometimes we're playing on the right side where it's hard, or we're playing on the left side where it's easy. We're always looking for our advantage, but sometimes you have to come right back home to your home base to being balanced just like a foundation for a house. Well, this is a short little episode. I hope you've all appreciated it. And thank you for listening to Good Vibes with Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. I'm out.